Hey, before you start today's episode, I just wanted to jump on in and tell you about something so very exciting. I am holding my first ever summit. The Rise Above Summit is going to be on the 20th and the 21st of March and the tickets to it are free. All you have to do is register at theriseabovesummit.com. Now, I have pulled together the most phenomenal lineup for you. Honestly, it's like a who's who of the online world. So if you have an online business that you want to grow, so you're either a course creator, a membership owner, or a coach and do offer group programs, then this is definitely the summit for you. You are going to learn everything you need to know from the best experts out there in terms of growing that business. Let me just give you a little rundown of some of the speakers that we've got speaking. We've got the amazing Amy Porterfield, who's going to be sharing with us about growing her audience and basically creating a million dollar online business. We've got the phenomenal Michael Hyatt, who is a New York Times bestselling author, who's going to be talking to us about getting organized in our business. We've got Mike from the Membership Guys, who's going to be talking about using free content to sell your online membership. We've got Lucy Street from Adobe Express sharing the secret source of social media. We've got Graham Cochran, who's talking about a million dollar life giving business formula. And I do an amazing interview with him. We have Adrian Salisbury talking about three keys to maximizing your on camera presence. We have Kirsten Miller, Mary Hyatt, Joy Ann Boyce. Uh, we have Fifi Mason, Robin Kennedy. We have Kylie Lang, Melanie Moore, Jen Lena, Natalie Bullen, Liz Mosley. Like the list goes on and on and on. We honestly have the most phenomenal people. We also have various different activities that you can take part in that go from meditation to tapping to doing marketing in 10 minutes. So we've got lots of fun things and there's also competitions to get amazing swag. So go and check out theriseabovesummit.com. It will be linked in the show notes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Go and find it in my social media. Get your free ticket. And after you get your free ticket, you will be given the opportunity to upgrade to our VIP pass. And our VIP pass means that you can watch any of these sessions whenever you want. Because the one thing about putting on such an amazing summit with such a big and amazing lineup is that we can't fit them all in two days. And in order to fit them in, we're doing tracks. So you will get to pick between three different speakers of which one to watch live. And unless you've got the VIP passed, you won't be able to watch the speakers that you've missed. So do check that out as well. It's honestly going to be amazing. I am so very excited about it and I can't wait to see you there. Really, this is the belief system that I had to adopt to get all these crazy things that I've done so far today is that time doesn't create money. When I let the idea that it takes a certain number of hours to create a certain amount of money go, that just opened me up to be able to consider, all right, how would I do this? Like if I have 10 hours a week, how do I create hundred K in a business in 10 hours a week? And when you open yourself up to the possibility, you start asking yourself those questions, you'll be amazed at the things that you learn or the things that you try. And you're like, oh, that worked or that didn't work. Right. It's, it's really like open yourself up to possibility and then figuring out like, how do I get myself there? You are listening to Your Dream Business Podcast, episode 232. 
You are listening to your dream business podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So I've got lots of updates for you for this week. Lots has been going on. So first update, have you gone and done the quiz? So the quiz, what's your number one business blocker is out and live. If you go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash quiz, so you can uncover where you're getting stuck in your business and reveal the action steps that you need to grow your business. Plus you you receive a personalized growth report and an action plan. Now, we're going to do a whole episode about this quiz because the whole thing was amazing, the process and the work that's gone into it. Like, I totally geeked out at the back end of it and like, because basically what happens is I wanted it to be really personalized. You know, when it says it's personalized and it's really not that personalized when you've done quizzes in the past. So what I've done is when you take the quiz, the page you finish on that gives you the name of where you're stuck is kind of the the overall, yeah, this is the area you need to focus on. However, the report that I put together, and I'm laughing because it is crazy. I talked, I was having some sessions with Active Campaign because we moved over to there or moving over to there. And which again, I'll talk about properly at some point. And also having uh, conversations with the lovely Kylie who built the quiz. And both of them, when I said how many options of the report I needed and wanted, they were just like, what on earth? because I've made it very personal. So basically there are three main questions within the quiz itself that I pull out and put into the report. So your actual answers, I tell you the next thing you need to do in your business. And this is all based off my dream business growth path, which is in the club, which is phenomenal. It's a, we've spent a long time putting it together. It's very, very detailed in the sense of you you pick a section, so it might be social media, it might be content, it might be sales, it might be emails, it might be your community, it might be your team. And basically you work through that and you go into a section of the growth path and it will say, you know, where are you? And you basically decide, is this the level I'm at? And then if that's the level you're at, it tells you exactly what you need to do to get to the next level. And then at the end of each section of the growth path is a quiz and well, not a quiz, an assessment where basically you mark it and, and you put in the answers. And if you pass, you can then move up into the next level. But basically it isn't, it sounds like a course. It is so not a course like this. And I think I've talked about this before. The pathway took me almost seven years to do. I'm not saying it's going to take you seven years because obviously I changed and tweaked and I had to learn along the way. But basically I've taken all the things that I've learned and all the steps that got me all the things where my business really moved and improved and I've put them into the pathway. It's so good. So the quiz is linked to the pathway um, and the content comes from the pathway. So the report that you get is so good. I am so very excited. And then at the end of the report, it tells you which level of the club is most appropriate to you to where you are in your business. So it's honestly, I've had way too much fun doing this, probably spent way too much time. So that's the first thing, quiz. The next thing is we are doing a free workshop. Now, I am going to be very aloof in telling you what the workshop's about because at this point, I am still finalizing things. Now, 
it makes me sound very unorganized. And ordinarily, I'm not very organized. However, we have done so much stuff. So what I want you to do is I want you to head along to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash dream business workshop. Okay. All one word. I will put a link to it in the show notes. And that is going to tell you what this free workshop is all about, where you get to come and sit with me and work on your business for free for a couple of hours. It's going to be cool. Okay. So that's that. Sorry, it's very aloof. I promise I'll give you more information next week, but it's going to be on the 16th of March. So don't hang around if you're listening to this late uh, because you want to get booked on uh, well, there's still space. Okay. So that's that. And then the third thing is my website went live. I told you we've been very busy, which is why I'm a little bit disorganized. So the website went live. I love it. I've had such good feedback from it. So we're going to put a link in the show notes. Please go and take a look because it's cool. And that was done by the amazing Ben from Shoutable, which I will link up to in the show notes, as well as linking to Kylie, who did the quiz and Active Campaign. So all of those links are in there if you want to go and check out any of that stuff. Um, But do go sign up for the workshop, do do the quiz and uh, do go take a look at the website. I've given you three actions today. I'm very bossy. Okay, today we've got an interview with the lovely Neil Williams. Neil is a master certified life and productivity coach through the Life Coach School. She's coached with Rick Mulready's Mastermind and is the host of the Unbusy Your Life podcast. After ditching her own belief that success was measured by the number of hours you worked, Neil was about to achieve true lifestyle freedom while juggling her role as a mum, wife, entrepreneur and employee. She built a six-figure online business just working 25 to 30 hours a week while working the demands of a corporate job and making her and her family top priorities. I mean, that just doesn't sound real, does it? I mean, I've spoken to this woman. It is real. But it does sound like, sorry, do you have an extra so many hours in your week that we don't have? She did do amazingly well in terms of how she transitioned from full-time work to then starting her, uh, to doing her business and how much she earned with doing the hours she did. And she's given us some really good strategies in terms of how we can do that. And I'm not saying how we can only work 25 hours a week, but how we can just become more productive and more organized. And also things like, how do we stay accountable when we're the only people in our business in lots of cases? So, and also when it's our decision as to when we do something, which is why I do stupid things. Like I say, go check out this page that doesn't exist right now, but will do by the time this episode comes out because it's got to, because we are running out of time. So like for me, that's how I hold myself accountable by telling publicly what I'm doing and therefore having to do it. But yeah, so we talk about this and we also talk about the fact that it's a mix of mindset and the practical stuff. So that's actually what I really love about this interview, that it wasn't just you know, dream that you have more hours in the day. God, I think we do that on a regular basis. It was about some of the mindset tools as well as some of the actual practical tools. So go take a listen. Neil is absolutely delightful. We will link up to her in the show notes and let me know what you think. Here's Neil. So it's my pleasure today to welcome to the podcast, Neil Williams. Neil, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me, Teresa. So am I really excited so there's lots of great things I'm going to talk about today, lots of things close to my heart. Uh, but before we get into that, we always start the same way by you introducing yourself to my audience and letting them know how you got to do what you do today. Yeah. So I started off as that typical corporate corporate hustler girl, climbing the ladder, doing all the things. And then I became a mom. <laughs> hey. 
then my whole world kind of changed, right? I was still trying to do the same thing that I had always done, but be a mom doing it. And it just was like creating so much tension and stress in my life. So I kind of went on this journey. I'm like, I got to figure this out. I don't, I no longer want to be doing the 50, 60 plus hour work week. I want to be really like, ideally in my mind at the time, I was like, if I could just work 30 hours a week, like that would be like dream come true. Right. So that's the journey that I went on was figuring out how to scale back my corporate work week to 30 hours or less. And everyone told me, oh, well, you can totally work part-time, but you're not going to make as much money. And I was like, adamant, like, I don't want to make less money. I want to keep making the same amount of money. I just want to do less hours for that money. And so it took me a while to do that, but I did end up scaling it back to 30 hours and with the help of a coach. That's how I figured out how to do this. Um, and then once I did that, I was like, okay, I got to teach other people how to do this because I look at just like sitting in my office, hearing the conversations about how many people are miserable and they're just like coming to work and punching the clock and feel like they're going through the motions and they're so stressed out and they're like living for the weekend and all of that. I was just like, I want to try and make a change culturally, like bigger than just like me and a few clients. Like I literally want to create a movement to change how we're working and why we're doing it the way that we're doing it. It just didn't make sense to me anymore because there, I figured out a different way. And so I created my business on the side, started about 10 hours per week. And I ended up growing that to multiple six figures while I was still in the corporate world. I wasn't like, and I was still feeling like balanced. I still was being a mom and still being a wife. I was still taking care of myself. It was just like this fun thing that I was doing. And I was just making a lot of money doing it. And then eventually I just decided, cause I thought I'll just do both. Like for as long as I want to, and I totally could, I created up a system for myself. So it was sustainable to do that as long as I wanted to. And then when I decided that I wanted to leave the corporate world, I could, because I was making so much more money in my side hustle. And I just continued it as like a side hustle. (laughs) Most people would call it a side hustle because of the number of hours that I work, but I'm making a lot of money doing it. And it's super fun. I mean, that's, you know, that's kind of the dream, isn't it? Like that's what everybody wants to, if they are in, in a job, you know, to have a, a side hustle that then earns the money that then earns enough that they can leave. If they're not in a job and they have their business, they want to earn the six figures and have that balance. Totally. Um, totally. And like, how, because that feels like so impossible. Like, totally. How, right. How yeah. did you even do that? Because my mission, I've decided that my purpose in life is to, to do impossible things so that people can follow me and do the things make it like it's a possibility in the world because someone else did it. And then I systematize it and I create programs around it. And I teach you how to do the same thing I did. That's my whole purpose in life. Like right now, my husband and I have decided, well, I kind of had to convince him to do this, (laughs) but (laughs) our goal for the next year, (laughs) yeah, exactly. I decided, and then I had to sell him on it, um, is for 2022. We always do a big goal for our family And our goal for 2022 is to figure out how to live on a 30K a year budget. And the reason that I'm doing that is not because I have to, but because I think so many people, they tell me all the time, I can't leave my job. I can't do this business because I have to provide for my family. But what I want to show is you can actually provide for your family and have a very enough lifestyle on not a lot of money. 
And so that's my next like challenge that I'm throwing out for myself. And I'm going to figure out how to do that. And I'm going to share along social and all the things I'm going to share my budget and share like all the things, but that is really just like my goal for my life is just to do these crazy impossible things that people think are keeping them stuck doing what they're doing when it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm just thinking about like, one thing I really love here is that when we talk about goals for business and business owners, everyone always uses the financial goal always like totally you've got yes. to earn this like your business isn't yep. successful if you don't earn this and it's like do you know what yeah the money is important and don't get me wrong of course I want to earn big money but that balance like am I willing to sell my soul yeah. and am I willing to not see my children I mean that's probably a bonus no, <laughs> some days I'd, some I'd days total yeah. bonus right <laughs> <laughs> you know, but that's the truth. I'm a mom. Yeah. I'm a stepmom. You're yeah. a mom. Yeah. We've got to have that balance. There isn't, you know, don't get me wrong. It, you know, I, I look at the Tony Robbins, this world and, and the Gary V's who talk about hustle all the time. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. But you're not managing a home and a family and a, you know, and that isn't yeah. always that easy to say. So, right. so what is it that you're like, what do you buy into? What's your, because obviously there's lots of different things here, isn't there? There's like the hustle factor, there's the get up at 4 a.m. and yeah. do the factor. Like, what's yeah. your philosophy on this? My philosophy is really this is the belief system that I had to adopt to get all these crazy things that I've done so far today is that time doesn't create money. When I let the idea that it takes a certain number of hours to create a certain amount of money go, that just opened me up to be able to consider, all right, how would I do this? Like if I have 10 hours a week, how do I create hundred K in a business in 10 hours a week? And when you open yourself up to the possibility, you start asking yourself those questions, you'll be amazed at the things that you learn or the things that you try. And you're like, oh, that worked or that didn't work. Right. It's, it's really like open yourself up to possibility and then figuring out like, how do I get myself there? And for me, it's also putting constraints. Like I'm not willing to work beyond 30 hours a week. Like if I can't fit it in, in 30 hours, I don't tell myself I should work more that I just never say that to myself. What I say is, okay, then it wasn't meant to be done this week. I'll figure out how to do it next week or the next month. I never use hours as more time as a reason to get things done ever. Okay. So again, we've got like two camps here in terms of like, and I think probably you're, you're using a little bit of both. Um, as my guest, like, so we've got the, uh, the camp of time is relative. And, you know, if you tell yourself, you've got no time, you've got no time. And then also we've got the camp of like systemizing the more practical side is, is yours a mix of both or yes. Yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a mix of the mindset of it because the mindset is the thing you have to have locked into place first, or you will never take the action of systematizing or delegating or figuring out how to do things in a new or different way. We just get locked into doing things the way we've always done them. And we don't consider how we could do them differently. And it requires considering how you could do them differently in order to actually figure out how to do them differently. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing I want to ask is like, when I was employed, I was smug as hell, right? I was so organized. I was like irritatingly organized. Like I would say to my boss or I'd say to my clients, I'll have that done by Wednesday for you. And then Tuesday morning, there you go. Like, 
That's so good. So I started my business thinking, I am so organized, like I am the best. And then, wham, what a shock. Like the reason my boss at the time maybe wasn't as organized as I thought was because she was running the business. And I had no idea what your head does when you're running a business. Like, did you... Did you notice a difference going from corporate to running your own business? 100%. It's a total different mindset and set of like thought patterns you have to have as an employee versus an entrepreneur. Like that's it. And it took me a long time to figure that out too. And I think that's part of what ends up happening is we have this business and we take our employee mindset into our business which works great for the employee portion of the time that you spend in your business, but doesn't work at all for the part of the business where you're spending time entrepreneuring, like working on your business. Like that's a totally different thing than working in your business, which as corporate employees, we're really good at doing, like we know how to do that. But when you're the boss, you have to tell the employee what to do, which means you have to think about like telling yourself what you have to do. You have to think about building the business. You have to think about marketing. You have to think about selling. You have to think about all these things that you didn't, you just took for granted. You didn't have to think about as an employee. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's very hard for us as small business owners in the first, you know, while years, maybe to finally go, we are the CEO, because I think in our head, (laughs) especially if we've come from corporate world, the CEO is some normally guy and they are sat at top of a business that has got hundreds of employees, like thousands of employees, Mm. like that's a CEO. So when it's little old you working in your house, doing your thing to go, I'm the CEO of my business feels a little bit ridiculous. So I think that maybe is a stumbling block as to why we're not thinking that way and thinking we need to pull back and look at the bigger thing. Yeah. But it's because we have this version of CEO in our brains, right? Like, that doesn't have to be what a CEO is. And in fact, I would just stop following everything that told my brain that that's what CEOing looked like, right? Like CEOing can be a million different things. All it really is, is like growing and managing a business. And that can be in your yoga pants and it can be at 5am. It could be at, you know, at a couple hours a day, whatever it is for you. But I think we have to let go of this like cookie cutter version of what CEOing looks like. It may have looked like that before, but it doesn't look like that for us, especially those of us who have online businesses and our women in the world who are kicking ass and taking names doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that I struggled with, and I think lots of my students and people who are listening to this struggle with, is that staying accountable? Because again, the reason I was so smug and good is because I had someone I was accountable to. So when I said I needed it done or they needed it by Wednesday and I put it in for Tuesday because I just wanted to be a kiss ass, like, you know, I like now I've got my own business. I had clients to begin with and now we don't really have clients and actually that's really hard because I there's no one to be accountable to. So I can put off stuff that I shouldn't put off. So how do you find staying accountable to yourself? Yeah, it's such a brilliant question because it's kind of how we're socialized, right? That there's external accountability is how we manage ourselves to get things done on deadline or whenever they're supposed to be done, right? We do that in school. And then we do, if we go into and we work for somebody else, we do the same thing, right? Somebody tells me 
this is the deadline. And then I figure out how to get it done then because the consequence of not getting it done feels so painful, right? Like for you, if you didn't get something done, you would probably feel like mortified. Like, yes, that's just not going to happen, right? I'm not going to let that happen. And then for some reason, we think it's different when we hold ourselves accountable to ourselves. Okay. That's the difference, right? So as an entrepreneur, you're right. You don't necessarily have external accountability in the same way. Sometimes you do, like you said, you know, if you have a call with a client or like you and I are right now, we're accountable yeah. to each other yeah, because yeah. we're recording we this podcast. Time. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're like, oh, for sure. I'm I'd like, no, no thought in either one of our brains probably came up that was like, oh, I'm not doing that or I'm not going to show up. Yeah. Because the consequence of that, like I would be like, I would feel awful, right? That I just didn't show up with you. And same thing probably for you. So as an entrepreneur though, this is why I think entrepreneurship is like personal development in disguise is because you have to learn these skills that you didn't necessarily have to have to be successful as an employee. It takes a whole different skill set to be successful as an entrepreneur. And what I would say, like one of the most important skills is what you're talking about right now, which is learning how to be accountable to yourself. How do I tell myself I'm going to get something done and then I sit down and I do it, even if I'm the only one who knows if it's going to be done or not? It's that important because I told myself that I was going to do it. And is that just a practice? Is that is there some like hack I'm missing that makes me suddenly become really accountable to myself? Or is it just a I've got to do this? I mean, yes, it's a practice, the skill, right? So it's not like we're born with like, I have amazing internal accountability. Like most of us don't do that. And we're so, maybe we could, but we're socialized in a way that has us accountable externally. So we never get to practice the skill of internal accountability. And so as an entrepreneur, one thing that I have all of my students go through is what I call a 30 day, keep your promises practice where we set three promises a day and your only job for those 30 days is to follow through on those promises. And you like build the skill, right? You start to get stronger at keeping those promises to yourself. So you, you're, you're absolutely right. Like you literally have to practice it to get better at it. It's not like something that's like, somebody's going to come down from the heavens and like, all of a sudden you're going to feel like you're totally accountable to yourself. It doesn't really work that way because it's a skill. Yeah, I heard something, I'm sure it's something like, you know, to have self-integrity is to be accountable to yourself. Yeah. Keep your promises. Totally. Yeah. Right. And so many of us as entrepreneurs, we have a lot of guilt and we have a lot of distrust in ourselves because we tell ourselves we're going to do something or maybe we're going to get this funnel done or maybe we're going to get this email (laughs) nurture sequence done by a certain time. And then we're like, I don't really feel like that today. So I'm just going to go do whatever. Right. But that does kind of erode our relationships with ourselves, which is another reason why I love entrepreneurship is because it really teaches you to have to trust yourself, like create this amazing relationship with yourself. And that means not letting yourself down by not doing what you told yourself you're going to do. That's part of it. And I think, like you said, being very intentional with that. I am, I, this week, I, I, I always do like lots of planning and block time and all this sort of thing and I have a morning routine and I spoke to I have a lovely nutritionist who I speak to uh because we've been working on some supplements and things and I had this call with her and I've not spoken to her for like a couple of months 
And for whatever reason, everything had gone out the window. I was like, I'm not meditating. I'm not like doing any of the things I normally do. Uh-huh. So I literally next to me, uh, and obviously we're on screen, so you can't see us, but I'm just showing my very lovely, colorful habit tracker. And I Love like it. created this habit tracker where you color it in. And like, yeah, I can't tell you how effective that is being. Like yeah. it's sat right next to me on my desk. Every morning I come in and I color it in for the day before. I don't know whether it's just the coloring yeah. in my life, but like, <laughs> I'm having to be really purposeful of going, you are going to do these things because you've made that promise to yourself. And and I think, like you said, we're too easy to break them. And it's like the whole, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have chocolate tonight, or I'm not going to have wine tonight, or I'm going to eat healthy today. And we just don't ever hold ourselves accountable. And therefore we break our promises and we don't trust ourselves. So I think that is such a generally a powerful skill to hone, let alone in terms of being accountable for the work. So let's yeah. let's talk more about like because because I know what everyone's thinking they're sat there thinking how the hell did you make six figures and only work thirty hours a week like that's what they want to know but so tell me how like what are some of the productivity things that you do how do you ensure because I think there's an element where we say we do fifty hours in a week and actually mm-hmm. how much actual work did we do. Right. So how do you make sure that you use those hours to their full potential? Right. And so I totally, like, I get this all the time. Like people are like, you're just this unicorn and no one else could do what you do. Right. Which is total BS. I will tell you, because I have many students who are doing the same thing that I'm doing. And the reality is when you give yourself less time, you're more efficient because you don't have time to waste. You don't have time to go on Instagram and you're like, oh my gosh, what's like, right? You have to like get to it. Yeah. And so cutting hours actually is a really effective way to increase your efficiency because you're like, okay, I'll look at Instagram, but it's gonna be after I get this thing done. Cause I have an hour to do this thing. And I told myself I was going to, it's like a pairing of these two skills, right? Like I create a schedule and I tell myself like what I'm going to get done each day. And then I, because I'm good at following through on my promises to myself, I just go do that. And even though my brain wants to distract me and I want to go down the rabbit hole and all that, I'm like, oh, but I can't because I have, I, I have to get this thing done in the next 45 minutes. That's all I have. Right. So it's thinking about how scaling back is actually your hours is actually a really efficient thing to do because it, it eliminates your tendency to distract and to like buffer and like go do other things. Um, again, with being accountable to yourself. So that, and then the other thing I want to say is I was very clear with myself from the very beginning, from even like when I was, I'm like, okay, I'm doing 10 hours a week here to start with. And I made a lot of money doing 10 hours a week. I looked at my business from the perspective of like, there's part of those hours that I'm going to be employing in it which for me, I'm a coach, right? So employeeing for me is coaching. Yes. So I'm going to be coaching. uh, Yeah. It's like fulfilling on the thing that you're selling. Right. But then I was very intentional about having specific number of hours that I spent doing the work on my business. So marketing and selling, and I really committed to those fiercely. And I used every single minute I could to do, like I was just juicing everything out that I could out of that time. So 
it was really important to me to be intentional with those hours and then figure out like what works and what doesn't work and do more of that. And it just kind of like snow, there's like a snowballing effect, right? Which you've probably seen like, oh, when I do this, this happens, I should do more of this. Like I literally had a Google sheet and I would like track, okay, when I do this, I make this money or this month I did these things and this is the money that I created. So it really isn't about the time, the number of hours. It's like how you're showing up and using those hours. Yeah, you're so right. And I think we are very skilled at wasting our time. And totally. Like, so this morning I was, social media was getting me down yesterday and it doesn't often, but it was, I was just getting tired of seeing things and seeing things of, you know, like we all do, you know, comparing against things. Yeah. And, and I yeah. just thought, you know, what, this is no good for my energy or my time. So, and I'm normally pretty good during the day, I have to say, but this morning I woke up, I get up fairly early. So I was up at five and I did my morning routine and colored in my habit tracker and I didn't touch my phone, not once other than like, cause I listened to a meditation on it, but I literally went on my phone into the app, turned on the medication, uh, medication, meditation came out. Like I didn't go and check social. I didn't look at the emails. I mean, I am yeah. one of those people that cannot stand a number notification on something. I, I have to go and click on it to clear it off. But yeah. I literally were like, I was like, no, because there's nothing on there that is going. And I looked at it to make sure uh, that, you know, a family member hadn't called me through the night. You know what I mean? So I literally yeah, went, okay, totally. nothing emergency. I don't need to look at anything else. And I think one thing I try and do is there's a book, which I always quote, and I've never actually read. So you think I should probably read it, but basically- no. <laughs> yeah, you got all the value out of the book and one quote. Exactly, Good. exactly. But it's like it's it's the British rowing team, and it's about how they were dreadful and how they got better. And basically, one of the things that they did is every single activity they did, like for months beforehand, they asked themselves the question, "Will it make the boat go faster?" Like so, and that's our equivalent. Like, yeah. So, what's my goal? Where am I trying to head to? This thing that I'm doing right this very second. Is it going to make the boat go faster? Me scrolling through Instagram, me like looking at something, me getting distracted by something else. Is that making the boat go faster? No, stop it. And I've, I've been known to literally talk to myself and then shut it down. Like I got distracted with an ad about this fancy pan. So I was looking at this fancy pan and I'm like, is this making the boat go faster? No, it's not. Turn off the pan. Yeah. So I think you're right. I think lots of people think that it's some magic trick, but it's not. You're being just very strategic and organized using that time yeah so what kind of like we have habits that get us really unproductive so what sort yeah. of things should we be keeping an eye out and trying to avoid yeah I think um for entrepreneurs especially I have four things that I would suggest which are probably going to be a little bit like different maybe you haven't heard these things before but this is what I see working for myself I see working for like all of the six and seven figure businesses who are um, working just a few hours per week or a few days per week. The first one is what I kind of mentioned this already, but it is really looking at the number of hours that you want to work. I always start there. Like how many hours do I want to work? Right. And then I'm just going to figure out how to do it in that number of hours instead of what most people do, which is like, I'm going to figure out all the things I have to do. And then that will tell me how many hours I'm going to work. It's we swap it right? We swap it. It's like, these are the number of hours I have. Here's how I'm going to use them because that makes your decision-making process. Like you become more discerning, right? If you're like, I have 10 hours. I'm not going to waste um, it. Exactly. I'm not going to waste it doing this thing. That's actually not going to move the boat forward or move it faster. Right. 
So thinking about that and then carving out time, like literally having time that you, of those number of hours, think about the ratio of those that you want to be the employee in your business, which is the fulfillment, the delivering of the thing that you do. And then the other portion being you CEOing, right? Being the CEO yeah. of your business. And depending on what your business model is, there's different ratios that make sense. Mm-hmm. And so you want to just play around with like, okay, how much of my time do I want to be marketing and selling? Or should I be? What does my business need me to be doing? Marketing and selling versus fulfilling. So that's the first thing. Cause I think people just like, they're like, all right, I have 40 hours this week. What am I going to do? And it's like, think about just asking your brain that question. What happens? It's like a Pandora's box opens Mm. up and you're like, I have no idea now. Yes. I could do this. I'll just, you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So that's number one, really thinking about the split between being the employee and the CEO, because especially if you're in the corporate world, you haven't thought about being the CEO before because someone else did that. Yeah. That role was taken. Right. Okay, cool. You had the luxury of not thinking about that. Yeah. So that's, that's number one. Number two, I would say, I never see people schedule this out, which I think it's kind of interesting thinking time as entrepreneurs, we get paid to think like you literally as an entrepreneur, the whole reason you have a business is because you're solving a problem for someone, right? Yeah. So it's like your most lucrative skill and we spend no time intentionally doing it. Okay. So I would like literally have time blocked out in the calendar for thinking time. And you want to think, you want to give your brain really specific things to focus on during that time. Cause it could just go like down a rabbit hole if you're not careful. And so maybe ask yourself a question, like what, what is my goal for next year? What's the next three steps that I'm going to take to, to try and hit this goal? Or what's a problem that I'm having in my business that I really want to solve? What and ask your brain, like, what are three possible solutions to this? Yeah. Is this like a, a journaling exercise or would you class it as journaling? Could be. Or would you just, could be, you know, sitting there thinking. It depends on how, yeah. Sorry. No, no, go on. So it could be like, I like to do that. I sit down and I just will ask my brain a question and then write out the the answers, right? Which doesn't take much time. I also really like, I just pay attention to like how my brain functions. Like, and I just leverage that in my everyday life. So for instance, I'm a runner and my brain solves a lot of problems when I'm running. And so I'll sometimes just insert a problem into my brain before I start my run. And I know like, I'm just going to have like answers by the time I'm done. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be this conventional. I'm always sitting down at my desk, always in front of my computer. That's also like, if you look at brain science, there's a part of your brain that works really well in that kind of environment. For many of you, especially if you're entrepreneurs, you're ideators, you have other places where your brain offers you amazing ideas. Like think about what happens in the shower in the morning. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> how many ideas do you have when you're in the shower? You're like, oh my, seriously. Yeah. Right. So thinking about leveraging those other things you're already doing where your brain is naturally functioning to solve problems or think creatively or innovatively. So would you include this? Let's say you wanted to work 30 hours a week and Mm -hmm. you're going to do 15 CEOing and 12 employing. I like Mm -hmm. like your terms. So would you like say I'm going to book two of those hours for thinking time? Yeah. And literally, like, I'll give you an example from my schedule. So I work 
Monday through Friday, kind of on Friday, I don't have anything scheduled. So my assistant knows we don't put any appointments. We literally, it's a completely open blank space. And I just let my brain kind of like have fun thinking that whole day. So I, I oftentimes like I'll create new programs or I'll create like, this is a great email sequence idea, or this is a great podcast topic idea, right? Like, I just like to let it have that creative space. Now that doesn't necessarily work for everybody. Like just having an open day like that. But for me, cause I've tested this enough, it really works well. So it could look at a lot of different ways. It might not be like an hour every day. It might be, these are the four days that I'm doing the employee work. And this one day is my CEO day. Yeah. So yeah. be creative with it. Okay. So that was two. Number three. Yeah. Number three. <laughs> as entrepreneurs, especially new entrepreneurs, I feel like we like to add a lot of complexity in making money. <laughs> yes. So constraining and really thinking about like, it really only takes one really amazing offer and one platform that will take you to multiple six figures and to even seven figures. One thing done really well, better than anybody else. And one platform, that's all that's really required. We think we have to be on like all the places, right? There's like clubhouse and there's TikTok and there's podcasts and there's email. And there's like, like think about all of those. Each one has a strategy that you have to really understand and learn how to leverage to be really good at it. So it's this idea of going, instead of going like a mile wide and an inch deep, it's like an inch wide and a mile deep, get that thing going and then maybe add something on. Yeah. yeah. But as entrepreneurs, we're so subject to the shiny object syndrome. We're like, this person did this and they have made so much money. I should totally do that. I should be doing that. That's the the secret to be making the money until I see someone else doing something. And then I think, oh no, that's definitely the secret to be making money. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And then we just like shift and then we shift. And then, so we're doing all the things, which just is like, you think about your energy and your focus, especially if you have just a few hours that you're working per week, you can't have it expended out in a million different directions. It has to be like straightforward. This is where we're going. Consolidated constraint. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I heard again, another really good quote about like, if you're running a race and you can do like you know, five miles a day, but you've got five things going on. You're only getting a mile into each one a day. Whereas if you did one thing, you're going five miles into that thing. So like, you're going to get to it quicker. You're going to get through it. And yeah, 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 absolutely. And so much simpler, right? Like I like to think about my business, like it has to be simple and easy, or I'm just not going to do it. Right. Cause I could just go back to the corporate world doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not simple and easy and fun for me to do, then it's just not worth it. Yeah. And so that is different for everybody. Right. But I think simple, it's like, oh, when you realize how simple you can make your business, it just brings so much clarity. You immediately know, oh, this thing is no longer part of this. Like it just creates so much, like the discernment is just automatically there. You don't have to work for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that was number three. Number four. Yeah. The number four is really the one that we touched on earlier, which is accountability. So not doing what you told yourself you would do. So important to build that skill for yourself. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're using a lot of time to make up for that habit. Yeah. Right. Because you're going to have to reschedule. You're going to have to like work more hours or like whatever it is that is your solution. It is going to cause like you to be doing more than what you need to be doing. 
Yeah, I was um, I was reading a book. Uh, so I, I love obviously reading and listening to books and things. And they were talking about when it comes to decision making that tell yourself there is no decision to talk about that you've made your decision. Because yeah. the minute you start to question it, the minute you're like, okay, so I was going to come and sit down and record some videos, but you know, well, should I record the videos now? Because I could always do so-and-so and I could do this bit first. And it's like, no, don't ask yourself that question. You made the right. commitment. There's no question to ask. You're doing that thing. And I think right. sometimes I often joke with my, my members that like some things we spend, you know, they take half an hour. Yeah. 20 minutes for us to be like, oh, do I have to? I don't want to do it. Should I put it? I don't know. And 10 minutes to actually do the thing. Like totally. if we just stopped questioning and thinking and doing all those things, right. we would just get it done. So Absolutely. Totally. So I've got yeah. a couple of, uh, a, another question in terms of like, does this include a team member or have you got a team? Is this part yeah. of the success that, you know, being the, the CEO of the business then means having team members and focusing on that? I think it, it could be either way. Like I didn't have anybody in until the last, I think three months ago, I hired my executive assistant, Kelly. And I've had some contractors that I've done some work for. Like I'm very discerning about like how I want to use my time, right? Like, so I started my podcast a couple of years ago and I just knew when I started it that I was not going to be doing the editing of it. Yeah. I could, I knew I could, I knew I could totally learn how to do that. I just decided it was a no for me. It's not you, so, you see your time. Yeah, exactly. So you, you want to be discerning about that too. You're either going to invest money or you're going to invest time. Which one, where are you at in your business and which one makes sense for you? Sometimes it is the time. Like I did my own Facebook ads. I did my own website, did all that stuff for a long time. And it was just totally fine. I could have continued to do that. I just decided I didn't want to. Yeah. So now I hire that out. And Kelly is like, um, Kelly's amazing. So she used all of my stuff that I taught on the podcast, scale back her teaching job to 30 hours. And then she basically like sent me a video application and was like, I'd like to come work for you. I don't know what this looks like, but this is what I did. Uh, and I think I could really help you. And I was like, amazing. Oh, totally. So good. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I've only had her for a couple months and it literally, I mean, it's totally different. Right. But, it, and it's amazing. And so if you want to hire people, I'm like totally in invest the money to do that. But here's what I want you not to do. <laughs> if you're going to hire people, do not spend a ton of time managing them. This is like such a waste. Here's what happens. We're like, okay, I'm finally going to be able to like stop working all these extra hours when I hire somebody. And then what do people do? They spend all those same extra hours managing the people that they hired. Yeah. That's a no. And, and it's, and it's something that I think we do. I think, you know, yeah. and it's like, we need to work at how that looks and, because, and I have had team members and I have team members now, but I have had team members in the past that, that uh, that's what I was doing. Like yeah. I was just basically spending my time managing them rather than them just getting on with the thing or doing the totally. thing. And that yeah. was no benefit to me at all. Cause again, not only is it taking your time, but it's reliant on you. So yes. if I wasn't driving it. If I wasn't, now I have team members, uh, I have a full-time assistant who I know she normally has things to get on with in the background. And then if I want to give her something immediately, she'll get on and do that. But I am well aware that if she's got nothing going on in the background, I'm not giving her anything because there isn't anything that's come up in that particular afternoon or whatever, then she might be sat there doing nothing. And that's on my head. That's fine. But the truth with her, I think, was the fact of I wanted someone full time because I've got all these 
like freelance people who worked for me who did X amount of hours, but no one was there when I needed them, like immediately. So I wanted to bring someone on, even though I probably didn't have enough of full-time hours. I just wanted that availability. That was what I was paying for more than the actual number of hours. Yeah. Yeah. And what you're saying is like such a beautiful concept. It's you're paying for the value that person is delivering to you. You're not paying for the number of hours that they're working. No. No. And she doesn't always work full time. And that's absolutely fine because when she's, when I need her, she's there. And that's the, that's the key bit. And you're willing to invest in that. Yeah. And and I think the other thing I was going to touch on is the fact of, you know, how when you are in your business and you've been running it for a while, there are a million plates that you're spinning and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like there's a million things. And then something happens. And for me, it was my mum passed away really suddenly last year. And suddenly I had to look and see what do I have to do? Because all these things on my to-do list that were like the week before she died were screaming at me like, oh, and I've got to get done. And I was feeling overwhelmed from them. Suddenly the perspective of I can't give the business time at the moment because I've got this going on. So I now need to look at this and go, what can I actually give up? What can I, and not even necessarily give up, but as in what can I delegate? What can I delete? What can I, you know, put off until a later date? What can I, what actually was a nice to do, but it's really not important in terms of driving the business forward. And that really helped me understand, okay, there are things like the podcast I had to do. Coaching calls when I'm coaching, obviously people pay for me. They don't pay for someone else to do it. I have to do that. But when it came to some of the other stuff, it's like, actually, I make out like that has to be me, but it really doesn't have to be me. Yeah. And I think sometimes having something like that come up is a really good reminder, if you like, in terms of what's important for you to get done. Totally. Yeah. And I love this. I've had multiple students who've had situations like this too, right? Like some major thing happens in their family. Some of them have had COVID and had, you know, side effects that they've had to deal with. And it ends up being this most amazing thing. Cause they're like, I figured out how to do my business in a different way. Cause I was forced to. Yes. So we can have forced constraints put on us, right? That's one way that like compels us to just figure it out. And that what you said, I think this is what's so brilliant about what you just said is like, you can figure it out you just have to have the want or the desire or enough juice to yeah. figure it out. Right. Sometimes that's something that is just given to you from the universe yeah, that you didn't, voice. Yeah. <laughs> right. You didn't choose. Yeah. But if you're not in that situation, what I want to say is you can still create that for yourself. Like I have one student right now who decided to take a three week break from her business. Right. And I'm like, this is like the most amazing thing ever because she had to figure out how to do, like she planned it out and ain't even if it isn't planned, like, the thought process that you have, because you're not going to be available to your business or to your team. It's just such an interesting exercise if nothing else. Cause you really start to see like, where am my time pushing the needle forward? And where am I just like spending time to spend time? And this is an exercise I get lots of people to do in terms of like either time blocking, which is, I love, mm-hmm. and I'm when I do it, which I'm not always brilliant at, but when I do, I'm very productive. And the mm-hmm. other thing I get them to do is time track. So yes. I will say to them every so often, just literally write down every 15 minutes, depending on what you do and how long it takes, what you're doing. Like, and I will literally write messing around. Like 
I don't know what I would think. <laughs> but, right. but sometimes like that is enough of a thing to go, yeah. oh, wow. Like I thought I was really busy and I feel really busy, but actually mm-hmm. I just spent like 30 minutes there, 20 minutes here, 10 minutes here doing I'm not entirely sure what. Or right. And I just think it's about being really, really going into it with your eyes wide open and seeing it, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And the thing I'm going to, two things on that. Um, one thing, when you're feeling really busy, most likely what's happening is your brain is really busy. Like there's a lot of chatter in your mind. That's what feels so busy. But if you don't have the like effect of your actions, like a lot of things done or what you want done, then the busy is most likely more in your brain than it actually is like you being busy and your calendar being too full. Right. So that's one thing. And then the other thing I, um, I'm a nerd on this. So I read all the studies and there's a study that came out not too long ago that looked at a 40 hour work week for a typical employee and how many hours they actually used of those 40 to get their work done. Okay. And it was like 12. What? That's insane. Mind blowing. Right. Yeah. 12. And it's like out of a 40 hour week. Exactly. You're like, what? I know. I'm like, I want to go like follow these people around and just see like, what are they actually doing every day? Yeah. 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 And I think sometimes like when people listen to this kind of conversation, they think, well, you know, actually in my life and, and yet we are, you know, I, in fact, I had a bit of a rant on a Facebook group once because someone put uh, busy as a mindset. You're not wise enough to know what you should be doing. And And this person did not have a family or any responsibilities and Mm. they were young. And I got a bit like, hang on a minute now. Like my life is busy. I have a lot to do. I get there is a difference between being productive and wasting time. And I think that's, I just wanted to address that in this conversation in case someone sat there going, yeah, Yeah. you're saying this, but, and it's like, yeah, you know, I get it. We have a lot going on, but also I will, 100% hold my hand up and say there are times where I am nowhere near as productive as I should be or could be and yeah this hopefully will just serve as a reminder to then pull you back to it and I have to practice it all the time like I said I have to practice time blocking I have to practice committing to myself doing my you know habit tracker it's it this doesn't happen by just sheer luck this is a very purposeful thing Right. Yeah. And I like to think about like intentional productivity and intentional time wasting, because I think we also get this message that we're supposed to be productive all of our hours. And I think that's total crap. I don't believe that at all. I think you be as productive as you want to be so that you get what you want done in the hours that you want to work. That's your metric to try and hit. And that's different for everybody. Right. And then also like not beating yourself up for time wasting outside of that. Like go on, scroll on Instagram, binge on Netflix. Who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to feel bad about that. No, just when you're working, make sure it's focused and productive. And therefore, and we all need downtime, don't we? We all need some time to switch off and talk to the children and feed them and that sort of thing. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point, right? Like scaling back that number of hours that we have been conditioned to think we need to work so that we have more of that space. We have more of that freedom and flexibility and and the ability to be spontaneous when we want to be spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Neil, thank you so much. This has been so, so good. I've really appreciated it. Great conversation. 
obviously we're going to hook up to everything in your show notes, but is there somewhere that you hang out that you would like people to come and find you on? Yeah, they can find me, um, on Instagram at Neil Williams coach, or they can come check out my podcast, which is unbusy your life. And it's available on all the platforms. Perfect. Thank you so much, Neil. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you, Teresa. This was so fun. There we go. That was lovely, Neil. I hope you got lots of good stuff from there. Okay. Like I said, don't forget to go do those three things. Check out the workshop, check out the quiz and check out the website. If you go to the website, you'll find it all there, but otherwise go to the show notes and you'll find all the links in there. Have a wonderful rest of your week and I will speak to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.